0: Lock
1: on. 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 on on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Lana McCool. You can follow him on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how was your weekend? Did you enjoy the football games on Saturday and Sunday?
0: Uh, i got to say, just a little peek behind the curtain here a little bit. Uh, There was so much football to watch. I mean, obviously, the divisional round of the playoffs. I'm still, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm still kind of reeling with trying to study about, you know, schemes that we we might be getting with this this new coaching staff. So I'm still trying to, like... Consume a lot of information about the West Coast offense and about potential Dick uh, Nolan, um, uh, Mike Nolan, sorry, <laughs> Mike Nolan yeah. uh, uh, defensive schemes. Uh, and then on top of that, I'm also trying to catch up with these uh, draft prospects. That, yeah, it's
1: been it's been a weird weekend, just a lot of
0: football. A lot of football and a lot of different methods. You know, a lot of different, like, things, uh, separate things I'm doing in football. So it was a football-packed weekend, and, and I, I definitely enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The brand on Twitter,
1: we enjoyed it because it was a Derrick Henry slash special teams weekend. It was it was fantastic. Again, um, again,
0: real quick, the, the fact that you have somehow tied all of good special teams to your brand is one of the yeah, biggest. No, it's, it's one of the biggest cues in all of Twitter it's, football it's ever. It's it's unbelievable. Like,
1: like I said, next year it's going to be. Um, Offense. Offense
0: matters. Every no time anybody scores. I, I don't even know where this came from. Like, I don't even have no, I have, I've been doing this show with you forever. I have not known you to be especially special teams oriented, but the fact that you're been able to just kind of hop it onto the pile of your brand is, is quite impressive, Marcus. The, the, the true story is we just,
1: I was so frustrated with the Cowboys special teams over the last couple of years, I just, been posting nonstop about it, and it somehow <laughs> evolved into this. But uh, that's for a different day. Uh, and so is Derek Henry. We'll talk about him later. Um, let's talk about the best football story over the weekend. Uh, the Hall of Fame announced that Jimmy Johnson uh, will be in this year, 2020. Um, I, frankly, it's I don't, I don't know why it took him so long. Uh, but if you haven't seen uh, the video on Fox yet of oh, Jimmy man. Johnson learning uh, that he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. You guys need to go watch it. But, uh, Landon, let's go ahead and start there. What were your thoughts when you, when you saw that and you watched uh, Jimmy Johnson starting to cry and getting emotional? Uh, it, it had to feel good, right? Well,
0: first of all, the setup here is that the previous day they had done the same kind of thing for Bill Cower. Right, like they, or was it sure. last yeah. week? I can't remember it. No, it was it was, no, on it was, just, a, it was the I was arguing. I, I going to say I was arguing all Saturday night about how <laughs>
1: Cowher shouldn't have got in over Jimmy Johnson, but I just needed to be a little bit more patient.
0: Yeah, I guess so. So you know, really, so the, the the reason that's important is because I I was watching the game um, with the sound off, and and you know, I was kind of playing with my daughter and, and hanging out with the family, and you know, I had watched, I had seen the Cower thing, and so. I look over at the screen just to kind of check what's going on, and I see the the kind of hidden door open up. And as soon as I saw the that dude that's the the president or vice president of the Hall of Fame or whatever, that is maybe the biggest dude I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I I I started getting misty because it was just cause he knew exactly what was going to happen and he knew what it meant to Jimmy and and he started crying and then he, they showed. Uh, 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 Troy crying, and it was just like it, it was. First of all, he 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 absolutely deserves it. I mean, I mean, the, the guy assembled maybe you know one of the greatest football teams in the history of the NFL, um, and I and I, and I still would say that you know adjusted for era, they were maybe the best assembled football team you know at, at points. That has ever been assembled. And I I, I I truly believe that. Um, and Jimmy was a huge part of that. Jimmy's, uh, vision and drive and, and just, you know, doggedness, frankly. It's, it's so funny to watch him now and see like what a, what a contrast he was, uh, he is as a person in in retirement versus who he was as a coach. Mm Uh, but yeah, I mean, for, it's just congratulations to Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, as, as someone who, Grew up in that era more than any other era, the, the 90s era, uh, to see, you know, your, your, your football dad get into the Hall of Fame, uh, is just, uh, it's fantastic. And, and frankly, I, I felt more about it than I did for the triplets, if I'm being honest. It, it, it was emotional. It was, it was fantastic to see.
1: I was actually looking at Jimmy Johnson's stats, uh, when he was in the Dolphins and man, he does not get enough credit for, Those four years with the Dolphins. Uh, They had a winning record every season. Uh, They've made it to the playoffs in three out of those four years. Um, So I know a lot of people think of Jimmy Johnson only as the Cowboys coach, but he actually had some pretty decent success with the Dolphins as well. Um, Really quickly, uh, the guy's name uh, that uh, does the Hall of Fame is David Craig. uh, Or David Baker, excuse me. Um, If you see the video, he towers over Michael Strahan and Tony Gonzalez, which is... I mean, pretty incredible considering those are two massive human beings. So uh, pretty cool to see uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, get into the Hall of Fame. What are the chances that we get a, a Steelers Cowboys Hall of Fame game next year? That sounds
0: pretty realistic, uh, right? Yeah, I mean that was that was the thing about I'm going that, that happened. That was the no, that no was doubt. that was the thing that I saw, thought about afterward. Especially since you know now that they've got a, a Pittsburgh guy as their head coach, I was just yeah, you know, it just feels like that's going to happen. I, I just let out a collective groan after uh, after the whole situation. Yeah, no, just, it just seems, it seems inevitable at this point. Yeah, and I think
1: there's going to be a couple more Steelers that get in this year, Troy Paul Malo being one of them. I Just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if those two teams play in that Hall of Fame game uh, this season. All right, let's take a quick break. we got a ton of stuff to still talk about yeah. on the show. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the new hires the Cowboys made uh, over the weekend. All right, Landon, the Cowboys announced, I believe it was on Friday, that quarterback coach John Kitna would not be coming back. Uh, instead, they're going to slide over Doug Nusenmeyer, I believe that's how you say his last name, from the tight end coach, over to the quarterback uh, role to help out Dak. Uh, I thought you had an interesting tweet on what Nusenmeyer's role is going to be with the Cowboys now because I think it's going to be different than what we saw from Kitna last year. Can you go ahead and expand on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I think everything that we've kind of heard is that, you know, the phrase that keeps getting bantied about was McCarthy thinks there's too many cooks in the kitchen with Dak, and and, and you know, which he, I, I don't disagree. To be yeah, honest. I mean, don't. you look at the situation last year. We talked about this. You got an offensive coordinator, a head coach, uh, and a quarterback coach, all who are former NFL quarterbacks. And then you've got a another guy who's that tight end coach, who's basically always been more more of a quarterback coach than a tight end coach. So yep. there's been a lot of of voices in in Dak's here. And obviously now that McCarthy's coming in, he is going to want to be kind of the main source of that, having had a, a quite an incredible record with with, with coaching quarterbacks. So, um, I think that it's likely that what ends up happening is that, you know, especially with McCarthy kind of taking on that role a little bit and also play calling, it really, it changes the nature of what is uh, the, the offensive coordinator and then, you know, the quarterback coach. Will actually be doing, right? Like it, 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 yeah, yeah. it, it will make the offensive coordinator more of kind of a design position and, and, you know, working with the play caller head coach to kind of figure out ways, creative ways to attack, uh, the defenses week to week. And I think the quarterback coach, there'll be even more of an emphasis. And this is, this is already part of the quarterback coach's job for, for sure, but I think less of a, working on mechanics, working on refining your physical skill set, and more of a role of as a guy that helps Dak break down film, who helps Dak find tendencies against the teams that he's playing, kind of more, you know, part of what the quarterback coach does, and not just the quarterback coach but the all-position coaches, uh, is, is they, they help their players break down film and and, mm-hmm. and and figure out the best ways to attack week to week. And I think that that probably uh, will be more Emphasized here, and I think that you know Doug Newsomire is a guy who knows a lot about offense and has seen a lot of different stuff. So uh, that's that's definitely a job that I would say that he's qualified for, and and I would not be surprised if that's kind of more the role that he takes on as the quarterback coach, more than uh, a guy who's critiquing you know elbow levels and 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 and, and footwork. I think that's more going to be a, a McCarthy job with with Kellen Moore probably adding in a little bit as well. I do love the
1: idea of Mike McCarthy keeping a few familiar faces around with Dak to kind of help him with the transition, right? Because there's certainly going to be some transition from, you know, Garrett's offense to McCarthy's. So keeping around p- people like Doug Newsomeyer and Kellen Moore should allow there to be a, you know, an easier transition for the entire offense, especially for language um, yeah. stuff. You know, just especially like language and yes. stuff. That's that's where yeah. it's really
0: going to be difficult di- transitioning from a core to a West Coast based offense. And it's
1: also nice to see that McCarthy really is bringing in his own staff, right? They're not forcing anybody on him. You know, Kitna was certainly one of the guys that, you know, maybe a week ago we were kind of writing down some you know, people that we'd like to see the Cowboys retain, and Kitna's not one of them. Now, it doesn't really bum me out because I'm excited that McCarthy has the power to bring in and let go whoever he wants, where... You know, maybe that hasn't always been the case in Dallas. You know, we've seen. Think about it. How many different times have we seen the Cowboys hire, you know, a Jason Garrett before a Wade Phillips or Force a Scott Linehan on a Jason Garrett? It's just, I think things are going to be much better in Dallas when you get, um, you get a staff that wants to be here that makes sense together, and also it's a really veteran staff too. There's a lot of you know, a lot of former head coaches. Uh, there's a lot of experience here. Uh, I, I've got to admit, I'm, I'm at least a little bit optimistic now about the Ma- McCarthy hiring now that we see some of the guys he's brought in. Uh, do you feel better about where we're at with McCarthy uh, after the last week of news?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, you, you had to re- retain kind of a, a, a little bit of judgment to see who his, uh, who his cast of characters are going to be, who his uh, uh, coaching staff is going to be. And I think so far you, you've, you've liked what you've seen. Um, so what spots do we still have available for the Cowboys, the
1: coaching staff? They're still looking at a running back coach, right? Yeah,
0: I they think don't they don't
1: have a, I gonna say, they don't have a wide receiver coach yet, do they?
0: No, they, they, I think they've kind of zeroed in on a running back coach, haven't they? Or has that been backed off from?
1: Well, no, I mean, Stan Drayton is still the name that's kind of floating out
0: there, right? Oh, yeah, I guess that. that's, but I still haven't heard anything from there. And, and yeah, wide receivers, we haven't really heard. Now that Nussmeyer's over at quarterbacks coach, you know, there's whispers of Jason Witten. Coaching position, but I, I, other outside of that, I've, I've heard nothing about what about a tight end coach. They've hired an offensive line assistant as well uh, from mm-hmm. from the Browns. Um, I, but yeah, outside of that, I think you still got tight end, wide receiver, and running back kind of all still on the table.
1: Does the wide receiver one make you nervous that they let go of Sanjay Law? Because we didn't hate Sanjay Law when he was here. He was a you know somebody who was really good at. Uh, technique and being a technician, um, does it make you nervous that he's gone?
0: I, I mean, we didn't hate Sanjay Law, but it sounds like some of the wide receivers yeah, might they, have hated they Sanjay did. Law. So, uh, you know, I think that, that makes a difference. Look, I mean, I think one of the things that's clearly going to be a big part of this uh, offense is the ability for wide receivers to be able to make adjustments on the fly while they're running. You know, because, you know, more, in more of a West Coast offense, they'll do things like run three verts and, 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 uh, uh, wide receivers kind of have to read the, the coverages on the, on the fly and then adjust their routes to find the open spots on the defense. So I, I think having a guy that is a good offensive, a good wide receiver coach that is going to teach technique is important. But I also think that because of the, the, the amount of uh, study that has to go in, you gotta trust that guy, you know. And, and if there's like if there's yeah. a distrust there, it's not gonna work. I think McCarthy probably has a lot of different guys that he likes to work with there. I think he also he himself, you know, knows quite a bit about wide receivers and about how to get what he wants. So I think it's very important that they get a guy in there that's good. But I I, I also think that if if Cooper wasn't gonna listen to this guy. And if McCarthy, you know, has his own guy to bring in, then, you know, I don't really disagree with letting letting Law go and seeing, seeing yeah. what, what they can yeah. come up with.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see who they bring in and what the background of the wide receiver coach is because is it going to be a West Coast, you know, wide receiver coach? Is it going to be somebody who's, you know, an older name or somebody who is young coming from Green Bay? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do there. Um, let's take one more break and we're going to come back with a new segment here on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. All right, Landon, every Monday from now until the NFL draft, we are going to do a mock draft Monday. We are going to use the draft network's, uh, recent mock draft that are always put out a new one on Sunday night. Um, and let's go ahead and talk about who they gave the Cowboys. We just started to dive into the film this weekend. I gave you a handful of names to kind of check out. Um, I'm excited to, to get to some of those later in the week. Uh, as we prepare for the Senior Bowl. Uh, but in Ben Soleck's latest mock draft, they gave the Cowboys safety. Grant Delpit from LSU. Uh, that's been a pretty common pick for the Cowboys over the last couple weeks. I know on the DallasCowboys.com draft show, Delpit is a, he's a guy that a lot of those uh, you know people like over there. Uh, we're going to see him tonight in the, the championship game. Uh, I know you haven't had a chance to sit down and watch Delpit yet from the L-22 uh, but you you are a big college football fan as well as I am. Uh, what do you think about the potential pairing of Delpit and the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen plenty of Delpit, uh, you know, just because my father-in-law is a big LSU guy, so he, we watched a lot of LSU when I was back home for the holidays. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I just kind of keep an eye in general on the SEC as, as, you know, an Auburn alum, that sort of thing. Sure. Um, so, I, you know, I love the idea of Delpit. Showing up with the Cowboys, I think that you know, it, I like I said, you and I just started diving into the uh, the draft scene. I you know I guess I was surprised to learn that that there are people that are kind of more down on Delpit than I anticipated um, mm-hmm. because of I guess tackling issues. And again, I haven't watched all his game tape this year. I know he was injured at different points of the year, maybe that could have affected. But I think this is a guy who is just you know that the next. Great safety out of the SEC or, or one of yeah, them. I don't I, know. I yeah. don't know if he's Jamal Adams or I don't know if he's, uh, you know, uh, the, the Mika Fitzpatrick. I, I just, I think that he's, uh, but he, I think he has the potential to be one of those guys. And I think for, for the team like the Cowboys, uh, who has really desperately needed help at safety. If a guy like Delpit were to fall to 17, which, you know, it looks like he could. and It looks like if, if he's not there, then a guy like Xavier McKinney might be there. Yeah, I, well, we
1: see safeties fall all the time, Yeah, Jeff, whether it's Derwin James who fell to 17 or even M- Mika Fitzpatrick. I remember when Fitzpatrick came out in 2000, I think it was 2000, yeah, 2018. Um, you know, he was a guy that a lot of people thought was a top three or four player, but I believe he fell to 13 or 14. So it's not all that uncommon to see these safeties fall to, you know, the mid-teens.
0: Yeah, again, like I think part of what's going to be interesting to see is like a little bit learning a little bit more about the defensive scheme that's going to be brought in here, and I think that's going to inform our decisions a little bit better at the seventeenth pick. Uh, but I mm-hmm. think that a guy like Delpit, uh, you know, he I don't know, he's he's not Derwin James level, but I think he's a guy who can be extremely versatile, can do a lot of different things for you. Maybe allows you to use Xavier Woods in a more versatile role, which I think is where Woods kind of shines. Um, yep, and I I think. You know, I like the pick overall, and I think it would be obviously a good fit for a team that has been in the safety market one way or another for seemingly forever. Yeah, a couple things really quickly. Um, I watched Delpit on Friday. I got
1: to, I think, three of his games in the All-22. Uh, he He's versatile. You can move him all around in the back end. He can cover in the slot. He can be a free safety. He can play down in the box. Uh, I do love that part about him. Uh, man, they try to throw some you know things down the field when he was covering a tight end. And He just blanketed him, and his range is unbelievable too. So you're getting a guy who I think is more of a true free safety, uh, despite looking at his size. Because when you see him, you know he's a yeah. solid six foot two and a half, 215 pounds. So he looks like what we we envision a box safety would look like, uh, but he really is playing free safety. Uh, my question to you is this: If the Cowboys were to draft Delpin at seventeen. Would you still bring back Jeff Heath and be that third safety? Because to me, that's always what I thought Jeff Heath's role should be. Keep him as a third safety who can fill in at both spots, use him in certain passing downs as a deep free safety, have him be a core special teamer. Do you agree with potentially still bringing Heath back?
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I think Heath – has been at his best and his in his element the best when he is the third safety the special teamer I think that's where uh you know that's where there's a uh yeah I think that's where that's where his he's at his most comfortable and then you bring back mm-hmm. in uh, uh Damian Wilson uh, Damian. Yeah, Damian Wilson. I'm always gonna get him. Donovan, Donovan. Wilson. Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson. I know. I knew it was wrong as soon as I said it. i have always Damian gonna get him Wilson's Damian. playing the championship
1: game. Him and Anthony Hitchens are leading that Chiefs defense. That's just hilarious. It's, it's actually scary how it's many hilarious. former Cowboys are on that Chiefs defense.
0: Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I know it's nuts. Um, but yeah, I think you know. I think that's a that's a nice little foursome you've got there. And and um, I think that that's yeah, there's still opportunity to get Jeff Heath on the field you know, to to play a little bit if you want him to. And I I don't think that, you know, I don't want to just remove him from the field completely because at the same time, you know, he's been a liability, but he's also made plays. So I think, you know, sprinkling him into the defense isn't the worst idea. I I agree.
1: Um, One more thing. Uh, I'm looking at the mock draft now, and there's two names that went after the Cowboys pick that I think are at least interesting. We don't have to get into the full scouting reports, but just tell me, you know, whether you'd be interested or not. The first one is Henry Ruggs III from Alabama. He fell to pick 20. I know the Cowboys really don't need a receiver that high, but man, you add that speed element there. Oof! Now we're cooking. Uh, Henry Ruggs, do anything for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's juice. Uh, that's, yeah, I mean, that's he, pretty he's hard better, to argue. Yeah, it's like a better version of Tavon Austin, and he's young and he could probably do some more things. Yeah, I, I, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick him off the team. If he... Yeah, I, I, th- I think we need to dive into that
1: one a little bit more some other time. The other one. Uh, and this is because I know you watched this player this weekend, is Javon Kinlaw Mm -hmm. from South Carolina. Uh, He's somebody who a lot of people have inside their top 20 on their big boards. Uh, Again, we're going to do more on him later in the week. But just your really quick evaluation, is that somebody that you're interested at
0: pick 17? I I need to do more work on him. But, I I mean, he definitely has the traits. And, and, and again, this is another thing that, uh, you know, this really – I need, you know, I need to see what kind of defensive uh, uh, staff we're assembling. What kind of defense? I, we're I, that's a fair point. It really because is because I think this this guy is like. I, I think if we're continuing to talk about a one gapping defense, yeah, I can roll with this guy at seventeen because I think that he what he does is he gets off the ball extremely well for a guy who's six six three or whatever. And, and, and you know, if he gets half-man position on an offensive lineman, he's going to get through the line. So
1: I, I think that there is – Does he remind you of Taven Bryan from Florida a couple of years ago? Remember Taven Bryan? It was kind of the same way where he was so twitchy and athletic, but, man, he just didn't make very many plays. And the, the, you could see sometimes when his pad level was off, he'd get wiped right out. Do you see a similar type of player there? I,
0: I do, but I also see a guy who I feel like – I mean, at least in the games that I've seen – it feels like he's getting more attention than Tavon Bryant was. I would agree with that, yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I think there. that's maybe part of the issue is that when you're playing South Carolina, like there's only one guy that you're you're really focusing on defense. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I'm excited to see him at the Senior Bowl.
1: Now I know you can't take a lot away from the the one on ones and that kind of stuff. But I want to see how he does when he's just, you know, he's just against the guard. Like yeah. how frequently can he win those kind of battles? Because that's where he needs to win. I, I have my concerns that once he's blocked, he stays blocked.
0: Yeah, I, I think that there is that too. The, 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 his general issue seems to be uh, if you stop his momentum, he doesn't really know what to do. If he gets toe to toe with you, he's not nearly as valuable, and that's why again I think the scheme thing matters because. I don't know that he has the the kind of versatility to play in a, in a two-gap scheme as much as I think some people, other people do. I think if you're really going to go for this guy, especially the first round, uh, you better be having him one gap a lot because I don't think that having him you're as not. a three-tech, a five technique, despite his body, yeah, is you're, is, you're wasting what he does best.
1: Yeah, Ken is somebody we're going to definitely have to watch some more film on this week. Uh, he's one of the best players at the Senior Bowl uh, yeah, later in the week we'll make sure we do a senior bowl preview of all the guys that uh, we're interested in watching that who could potentially be some fits for the Cowboys. Hopefully we get some news this week about just what kind of defense the yeah. Cowboys are going to be running because uh, that will certainly go a long way in helping us try to identify um, some players the Cowboys could have interest in. Um, but that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, rate us, review us, uh, give us players in the comments that you guys want us to watch. Uh, I look at those almost every single day. So if there's somebody that, uh, you know, you want us to talk about on the podcast, please, please, please mention them in your review. But leave sure a five star when
0: you do that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Five star review. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> five star review player. We'll absolutely talk about them on the podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, And we will see you next time.